Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison from Central Coast, New South Wales, Australia. How you doing, Marky D? Good. It sounds like you're, uh, you know, introducing me to a, like a wrestling match or like a UFC contest. Let's go, ready yep. to rumble. <laughs> In the red corner, six foot seven, really lanky, Marty. I'm ready. Are you ready to talk Steelers football? I'm ready to talk Steelers football. I think we've got to run. <laughs> you know the problem though, Mark. We're going to get a bunch of WWE and WWF and wrestling That's questions, right. and I and I don't not like not the biggest. I don't have the wrestling history. I know a few guys, but. We'll, we'll, Anyway, we'll see how we go there. We get a few questions in there. But George Teston's first one in, first one into the chat this week. So that's awesome. We've already got a like on Facebook. Thank you very much. But look, Mark, we're going to put all any of the sort of sideshow Steelers news of, of the week away. I think you and I, I think everyone that's listening in live or listening now on the on the audio side, on the podcast side, you know, you know about the Dwayne Haskins stuff, you know, you're aware of the Devin Bush stuff. We're not going to go into all that. But today we thought it'd be pretty cool as we roll into the off season, you know, because we're we only got a few weeks left and or about a week or so until training camp. We've got, yeah, I think it's oh, not even a week, a few days till training camp, a couple no, of weeks yeah. till Hall of Fame game. We thought, why not look at the Steelers players? And when we say off contract, they're in the last year of their contract this year. And how do we think they're going to do? And I think in the Facebook chat, Angie Mays or it says, you know, how do you think Ben will do? Well, Ben's one of those people, even though he's got voidable years, he's t- still on that list. So basically what Mark and I have done is put together five players from that list. And we're going to go through those five um, five there. And when there's the same player, we're just going to talk about it. We're not going to wait till the other one cycles through again. We're going to look to try and get through them. And then we want to leave a good amount of time for you guys for Q&A at the end of the show. We know that the probably the past six months, we've kind of been rushing to the finish line. But we know last week we got a few questions in and that's great. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to this sort of this sort of show to kick it off. But Mark, because I feel like we're going to get rolling. Why don't we kick it off with our usual Aussie segment that we save for, you know, the start of part two, the sling and the slang. This is Big Ben likes to sling the rock. We likes to sling the slang. Marky D, what do you got for us? Are we slinging the slang in the first quarter? Mate, we're, we're hey? coming out. We're slinging the rock from the get-go. <laughs> none of this none of this Randy Feekner poor running uh, play to start with. We're throwing the football. We're going, we're you, going, you know, vertical. Do you remember when, like, Ben used to do that? Like, the first play, just zing it to, like, Martavius uh, Bryant or, like, Santonio Holmes and just, like, go, go like, deep for 50 yards? That's it, some, but why not? Why not go days. vertical to start the game out? Like just completely shock a lot of a lot of teams. A lot of, a lot of teams do that, don't they? They go, yeah. and they try and test them to see if the cornerbacks, safeties, all those guys are ready. And you know that like the the middle linebackers and the uh, defensive guys aren't totally ready to rush. Um, yeah. Okay. So well, if we want slinging the slang from our first snap of the ball, I'm gonna go with um, 
so I was, I was looking about. This, I was thinking about this last night because last night it was really cold in Australia. It was like ten degrees. No idea what that is in Fahrenheit. Maybe like forty, like forty or thirty or something like that. Um, pretty cold for us here. Now, Maddie, what do you put? What do you put on your? How do you keep yourself warm um, on your bed? Like, what? What is it like? What do you? Is it like a bed? What do you call them? A doona. Yeah, exactly right. So, my singular slang this week is doona. Now, I wanted to know from the live chat and, and people listening on audio platform if you've ever heard uh, the slang called doona because it's so Australian. Like, I know that um, in America, or like, or in 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 London and stuff like that, they call <clears throat> they call them duvets. Is that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, but, but but I looked it up on Australia, right? And we well, I've always been taught as a kid. You know, just you know, pass me the doona, and I'm like, nothing more Australian than doona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, a good one. I, I love that one. I, I don't call it anything else. Like, yeah, I don't think just... so either. I actually, when I was when I moved out of home, I think I messaged my mom and I was like, when I had to get a new one, <laughs> I was like, "What is a duvet a doona?" Yeah, but okay, are they the same or are they different? Because I tried no, to look that up as well. So Duna and Duvet or Duvet, which we would never say, right? But we just call it Duna. And that has to be the most Australian thing or one of because obviously we're not going to say the Duvet word all the time. And then how do we shorten that down? Duna. Like but it's just it, typical. It's like equal letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's almost uh, the same. Yeah, just, that's a good I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know who made that up, but it's one that I hadn't. I might have done well, last year. We might have talked about. It, I had forgotten, but I, I can't remember if we have brought that one up yet. Yeah, that's a great. We we do have a habit of that too. I don't know if there was a brand like you know we don't call plasters plasters. We call them band aids, and you know uh, there were the cars that were you know the original Holden made that model, the Kingswood or the Monaros or whatever, and we don't really refer to them as the brand like. And obviously, Sometimes Holden's owned by General Motors for everyone in the in the states. Yeah, but we do it with um the 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 black text that we call them sharpies, stuff like that. Or yeah, um, or, uh, we call them uh, the erasers when you get rid of the pencil. That's like a rubber. That is something that is something different in the US. Um, we don't call them erasers. Like we call them, yeah, you know, like I don't know. It's just that one. I think there's I think there's a lot of Australians saying we. You know, it's until you talk about it, until you start to really really think about it, they, they start to come up. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I like that one. What's yours this week? You got any this week? <laughs> yeah, mine's rack off. Rack <laughs> <which> off. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, obviously there's an F word that can go with that, or a, or a P word that can go with that. But I just want to say to all the Steelers haters out there, all the critics of Big Ben, the mainstream media, NFL media, rack off. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to kill it this season. Certain person in the live chat, go nuts if you like with how many Super Bowls the Ravens have won. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have won six. We're gunning for seven. I'm pumped. Let's talk Steelers. 100%. Yeah, let's let's go. And they're all talking about Big Ben's weight right now. And I'm like, do people forget that these football players – you know they have to be big, or they like they have to be have some sort of like muscle and tone on them. Like Big Ben is probably now a bit skinny and healthier. That's great. But even in the past, like if I don't care if he's if he's if he's a little bit overweight, he doesn't run too far. He doesn't need to run anymore. Just got to just got to throw that ball, really.
Well, that's so, it. Like, I mean, look, the thing is, is with Big Ben is that like he's he's not going to uh, he's not you know going to be piling blokes off you know or fending blokes and holding them off you know from the um, you know that are coming through that rush. Like, so he's going to have to be a bit lighter on his feet. And if he did have the knee trouble last year, like losing a bit of weight might be helpful. But you know. I just, I just think this, it's like we talked about this last week. It's a complete sideshow, you know. Like it's just a, it's just a waste of time, you know. It's just a, yeah. I well, he's he's, he's going to he's going to be there. He's going to have a chance for the AFC North. He's going to be he's he's one of the best. Seventeen years. That's we'll, actually we might have a conversation with him more into the uh, progression of the show. But I'm glad he's our is our is our quarterback. And I saw the hype up video the other day with. Um, uh, the Steelers, the Steelers preview, or, um, something on the actual the the, the website itself. Um, standard is a standard, and it was like Cam Haywood was yelling at everyone. Coach Tomlin's out there. It's good to see the fellas back. It really is good to see um, football back yeah. in, in I think in their spring. Uh, it's it's just so much fun. Like, I can't wait to see the new players in the the preseason. And and Cam was Cam was almost being a coach out there. I don't know if you saw that that uh, twenty but minute that's video. What but that's what you want, I think. Like you want you want those veteran players coaching up the guys out there, particularly, you know, we want them focused on their own performance. But we talk about leadership in the locker room. Like obviously we mean the field as well. And I think the other thing too is you gotta to remember that Cam Haywood is like I don't want to say this, everyone freaks out about the I word, but if Cam Haywood gets a major injury, that like I know he's got a long term deal, but that could be it for him. Equally, he's in the last few years of his of his deal uh, and his career. Really, we want him coaching players. We want him sharing as much of his knowledge as possible. Because, like the offensive line, the defensive line has a number of nuances to it that make you a lot better player when you learn the tricks of the trade. So. If anything, I'm thrilled that Cam Haywood's doing it. And I remember last offseason, he did a, a film room on NFL Network with uh, Kurt Warner and Brian Baldinger. And he had this little black Bible, little black book that he keeps of his, like his, you know, uh, defensive line Bible, and, you know, and all the plays and stuff like that. And he's a student of the game. So if he can pass that knowledge on, that, that's incredible value from for the Steelers' defense. Yeah, it was just really good to, to see. Um, watching that video was just it. You know, we talked about leadership. I think two shows ago, and we talked about how Devin Bush is going to be that leader. But now, really looking at it, it, it really looks like it looks like Cam's team. It looks like Cam's team, and he's got everyone in order. Um, he's, he's 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 with the coaches. He's teaching all the young blokes how to play and how to do certain things. And he's got that you know that physical presence as well. So yeah, pretty pretty excited to to come into this preseason. Well, this is it. And like, and, and I think when you looked at the post-match press conferences last year and you looked how much media Cam Haywood's done, or even on things like Good Morning Football and what have you, I think he's taken last year, like as they as they well should, he's taken last year very, very seriously in terms of the drop-off and where they were at and the potential that last year, you know, really that the team should have gone deep into the playoffs if not made that Super Bowl run. And I think Cam's sitting there going, hey, we've got another crack with a, a very good defense. We haven't lost too many players. We've got a young offense in terms of wide receivers and what have you. You know, this is this is the time. It's now or never. And, and I like that attitude. You know, you, we want to see the hunger. And I think that's the thing that a lot of Steelers fans, whether you're really up on what they did last year or you think even last year was, you know, an overachievement and they got lucky. 
you want them to be hungry. And, you know, that's what I like about seeing that, added, you know, that, you know, uh, vocal, you know, leadership from from Cam Haywood there. It shows a bit of hunger. Um, and that's what we want to see out in the field as well. Cool. But all right, Mark, let's kick it off with the five players that we were that we're going to look at. So as you can, as everyone's seen the title of this show, we talked about star surprise or slip. So basically we're going to name our player uh, and then we're going to go, right, are they going to star surprise or slip? And then we're going to talk about why. Uh, we're going to go back and forth on that one. So, Mark, which which player did you want to kick it off with? Which one of these off-contract players? So, I was thinking between two because I've got them ranked now in top five. Um, and you might have the same guy somewhere in your list too. But I wanted to start with Robert Spillane. Um, okay. For, for number five. Just, just, to see, just to see what Spilly can do this year. We know he had the big, the big hit on uh, Derek Henry. We know he had the big interception. Um, now, this is a big year for him. Because he's going to be off contract next year. Yep. Does he does he play into the Steelers and, and do the Steelers want to keep him around after this year? Should give him a lot of motivation to to play well for this team. And I think the battle as well with with him and Devin Bush together, or is it going to be is he going to be in sub package? Is Vince Williams going to be in that role more? So and He's, if he comes in as starter and it's Devin Bush and Spillane and they, they're doing the majority of the snaps and say Vince Williams comes in to, to check in and check out, at the same time, though, I don't think Vince Williams wants to do that. So it's going to be two, two, pretty, two pretty big players there, Spillane and Williams, and who's going to contest for that number one spot or the number two spot? Yeah, so do you think he's going to star slip or surprise? <laughs> I think he'll surprise. Like I've just got this feeling about how, like, with this defense, and, and he he can still have a key a key role to it. I just don't know. I don't think anyone knows where they're gonna if he's gonna start from the beginning, though. You know, with, with, is he gonna start in that three four or, or, or do the majority of the snaps, or is it gonna be Vince William there? Vince William's gonna be into his last year. So does does Robert or Spilly does he start and then? Yeah, and then this is the how, thing, how does it work? Like- yeah, and this is the this is going to be the big question about preseason. Uh, it's it's awesome that the Vince Williams comes back, and I'll tell you why. Because I bring up Brad, Brad Jewett's comment, uh, you know, who says don't sleep on Buddy Johnson this year to fill the role. I agree. So for me, I think that this season is going to be a tale of you know two halves to use that term, or or almost three periods, if you like. Where I think you can expect. It wouldn't be a surprise to see them come out with Bush and Williams out of the gate. Then you see Spillane take on more as the defense develops and as you know they match up against different teams. And then I think Buddy Johnson, as he gets more experience through special teams and toward the end of the year, if there's an injury or what have you. The great thing is, is that in that inside linebacker unit, and look, I'd have to go pull up the stats on this, but I think every team is going to have players out for a certain number of games, if not players in that position that actually suffer, you know, season ending injuries. The fact that we've got that depth at inside linebacker in particularly when we do play the three, four defense, I think, and the amount of sub package we play too is incredibly important. And we talked a bit a little bit about that in terms of having someone that can play the Devin Bush role in terms of, you know, whilst not to his level, obviously, but they can do that from that speed is really important. So I think, it's going to be interesting to see. And I, I think, again, we talk about hunger. I think it's going to be a real competition in this locker room for the for, for that sort of sidekick role to Devin Bush. I mean, we talked like they talked a little bit about on the preview a couple of days ago around Matt Canada 
you know, structuring an offense that that takes advantage of key matchups. The same thing should be on defense. Like, and I think this is where it's going to be really key. And you look at a Spillane, right? Yeah, Vince Williams is going to be really important to stop the run. But if you're playing, you know, Aaron Butler's team, you know, from the live chat, you know, the the Baltimore Ravens there, you want someone that's going to be able to chase down the quarterback as well. So, or it's going to mark up on the tight end. And I think Spillane, you know, can do that. And by the way, I, I really do believe this is one of my, if we do predictions into the season, I really believe that uh, we sweep the Ravens this year. I've got the feeling. I think they've figured Lamar out. I think I think they have figured out their run uh, run offense as well. And I don't believe their defense is is better than ours. I think we might lose against the Browns, but I think this year they, um, I don't think Lamar has points in him um, through the air to, to beat us. So I think you can't even feel you can't even film him throwing, and the best the best part about it, right? The best part about it, like the Browns, is they're going to pay Lamar like thirty or forty million a year, and they're going to destroy their roster. They haven't learned anything from the Joe Flacco contract. It's going to be terrific. I cannot just, just, wait. I cannot just wait, wait until we have Devin Bush there, um, Spillane there. Vince Vince Williams is going to be helping the run game for sure, right? Mink is back. We have TJ on the side. I just don't think that the way the Ravens have played us two years earlier, where we didn't know how, how Lamar ran and how, how that, that system kind of worked. You saw it last year how I think it was uh, Bud Dupree lit him up and then the, he fumbled the ball and there was another two tackles that um, he tried to get into the, to the end zone. Lamar freaks out. He, he, I, I, would, wouldn't, I would also believe that you know, other teams might figure him out as well. I don't, I don't, Aaron's saying he's like, a, he's like 30 and nine, but he's still one and three in the playoffs. Now, the, the biggest thing is, though, this is turning into a, a hate on Lamar, but basically, the more you run, the more of a chance you get, to, you get hit. And if you're getting like knocked out, why would you want to go back to, to that, that huddle and, and be third and 10? And want to throw a pass. Whereas if you use Big Ben and stay upright and not get not get hit, you have the confidence. Hundred percent, one hundred, one hundred percent. So from my perspective, I'm going to throw in a bit of a doozy there and uh, and say for Spillane, I just think steady. I think if he can repeat what he did last year, that that's perfectly acceptable. I don't know whether he surprises, given the way we're going to weigh in, you know, to other, you know. <laughs> The other defensive players are going to kind of weigh into this one. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. But, yeah, no, Robert Spillane's a good pick, Mark, because he's the inside linebacker position is going to really define how well this defense does this year, you know, whether we can step up and make, make you know, a real difference in what we've done previous years. And you you called it, Matty, as well. You called it. If It's for all for depth, too. It's been 17 games. Devin Bush might not start all those games. Vince Williams might not start all those games. So the good rotation and this guy is going to be – I'm just keen to see that these – honestly, these fellas have an off-season now um, into uh, training camp, minicamp, and we have crowds back in the stands. That's going to be a huge difference, I believe, that these players are going to get more motivated and Cam's there. I think these guys are like – you know, we went 11-0 and then we crashed, right? But you can't write us off. You can't write us off to be the fourth team. <laughs> Portner says star surprise slip now steady where is suck <laughs> sucks purely <laughs> reserved for the for the rap birds anyway uh let's move on so did you have a second player on your list who's the next one on your list yeah so i put him in all like like top five right so i went number four uh and another surprise as well i've gone with uh james washington 
Now, oh, wow. So I, our lists are differing a little bit. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. So I, I believe with James Washington, I, I reckon that, um, look, he has to be in the surprise category. You've still got a, a Hall of Fame quarterback in the backfield, right? You now have a new running game to help you out to, to make sure the defenses aren't on your toes all the time. Uh, Washington has Juju and Claypool there to be they, – they can, they can get taken care of. And even Deontay as well. So maybe he's the fourth guy. Now, if James Washington can come in and, and I think he's going to be a good blocker for Najee as well, create some, create some lanes. But if he can stand out and, and be Ben's guy in certain aspects, then I think he's got a chance to surprise a lot of us. And then going into, into his contract year, do we pick him up next year or do we say, see you later, mate? Like this is a big year for him because he is so far down on that depth chart and you know does he want to be number one or is he is he content playing his game and then finding a new team next year yeah and this is the this is the interesting one i actually don't think he'll surprise i think he'll slip and i say that because i just think there's a lot of other players now that are going to get the football uh in terms of Najee harris and pat freemuth and, and the rest of it yeah, I, I definitely think I agree with you in that he could surprise if something happens. But we do, we don't want a major injury. We don't want necessarily James Washington to ha- James Washington to have to surprise. And I think the other reason why it doesn't surprise is he's capable of catching a deep ball. He's capable of putting up you know seven hundred plus yards in a season. He's a fantastic blocker. We've seen that before. Like there was that block last year that uh, forgot who ran it in for the touchdown, but he just did that awesome block against the Bengals. I think it was in the first game that they played them in, and uh, you know that's that's terrific from that perspective. So for me, that's where it's not a surprise. I think we know that James Washington's capable. I just think with the other other you know players that are going to be able to you know get those receptions and be passing options for Big Ben. I, yeah, I just think the stats will slip for him. Uh, but that, that could be good for overall for the Steelers. Uh, and I think at the same time, the thing that will get him a contract elsewhere won't be whether what the, the performance he puts up this year. It'll be the fact that he's got good character and he's part of a, a winning Steelers you know, football team. He's got heart. Like there was one uh, throw last year, I believe it was over the middle and it might have been versus the Ravens, I, I think. And he just wanted the will. He had the will to get into the end zone. Like he just pushed himself, and he's got heart and, like you said, character. And he sits in that spot where he can, like, we we kind of forget about James Washington on our team. Uh, and he hasn't been that that star started receiver. Or we think of the Juju Claypool and Deontay is going to go off this year. Hundred percent, Deontay goes off this year. But then if you can if you can put in James Washington. To if he catches, say, you know, ninety percent of the the targets he gets, or or the 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 balls thrown his way, and he does something with that, gets first downs. He'll be a sneaky one. He'll be a sneaky one sitting there going, okay, he's getting about, you know, seven hundred yards. Say he might get seven touchdowns, and that's really good. But he's, he's not going to be the best. But he, he can surprise, and and if he shows up in in key parts of the game, it's going to be awesome to see. And that, that's when you know as well, if he's playing really well, then our offense is playing well too because he'll be the, the fourth guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I look, I, I said, don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, I, I think you can do a fair amount. I just, yeah, I just wonder with how much the Steelers are going to spread the football when it comes to the passing game. But there's a whole extra game and there's playoffs too. Yeah. So but that's, that, but that's it. it. Like we said it last year, this – you know, it's got that feeling uh, a little bit of like 2014 when you had like the the ABs, the the Bryans, you know, those kind of guys. Um, these guys are getting to the age now, what, they're 25, 20, 24. 
So they're still they're still you know young adults, but they you got to be keen. I'd be keen if if I was in that in that like that locker room as a receiver with all my my mates around me ready to go. And you've still got the number one quarterback in the in the AFC North, Big Ben throwing to you. <laughs> Well, the reporter brings that up there. that he'll sign with the Rams next offseason and reconnect with Duck. I mean, <laughs> man, I will tell you, though, can you imagine James Washington with Matthew Stafford? Whoa, whoa, that would be hey, uh, that'd be a that'd be a that'd be pretty lightning. Yeah, he, he could turn himself into a number two receiver. Uh, easy, it just easy. he's not getting he's not getting the time with the Steelers, but I'm saying with the time he does get with the Steelers. I think he will surprise a lot of our, a lot of um, our fans, and like I can't say really, he reminds me of like Kevin Dotson. I can't say a bad word about him. He's never well, in the thing, media. I only see him on the field. That's all I want to see. Well, the other thing I was going to say is that like I think, and, and then I'm keen to hear that third player for you. But like yep. the other thing I like about James Washington is you think about it. If you look, if you look back, right, getting James Washington when they did. Then they're able to go out and do their usual thing of not drafting a, a first round wide receiver. They get Deontay Johnson. They can take a flyer on Deontay Johnson because if it doesn't work, they've got James Washington. Deontay comes off absolutely. Now you suddenly, so I think for me, like, and then they bring in Claypool, same thing. James Washington has basically allowed us to experiment and grow and draft guys with potential, but not spend the highest round draft pick on them and feel, you know, even greater needs there, but still have this, you know, lights out, you know, wide receiver room. So I think my thing for James Washington will always be that he's a solid player with skills, happy to do the, the tough yards. As we all know, his grandpa strong. And as you said before, he's just a team player. Like, and so for me, I'd love for him to sign a team-friendly deal, but he's got to look after his family. So, you know, at the same time. So I'd love it if he did a couple of years somewhere else and came back and he was our third or fourth wide receiver again. That'd be great. Um, but, you know, because you can't keep everyone. That's the reality of it. So, yeah. But who's that third player that you, you've got on your list? So third, I had to go with the, the number one guy on defense, arguably. Uh, TJ Watt, I had to, had to bring him up. Now we know that he hasn't been signed yet for for for, for next year, and there's also Minka there too. Um, but honestly, I know you and I, Maddie, we haven't really talked about TJ Watt that much. So is he going to star surprise or slip? What do you reckon? <laughs> I don't. I don't think you can star. say he's going to right? He's going to star. Now I was I was thinking this week, and I really, you know. Looking back at our shows, we've been almost doing this touchdown under for a year now. And I really don't think we have talked about TJ that much because we get to this point where even in the live chat, everyone just knows what a good player he is. But it's I true. think that's actually very true. Yeah. I think this year though, I wouldn't be surprised if if he gets, you know, 17 sacks or 16. There's more games this year. But then it, however, you've got to really you know, with TJ, you don't want to overplay him, I guess. But I could see him come out this year as well. Like he just got um, um, married, or he's, he's engaged to his fiance. So in, in his mental capacity, that's one thing he's not thinking about. He's just going, to, okay, I'm, I'm getting married soon. I'm going to go play some football. Um, I really want to get that next contract. Um, let's light up these uh, offenses and see how we go. And and we have talked about how he wants to be in the playoffs and how like he needs to step up. But if he has a really good regular season, like I can see him doing um, things that, that James Harrison did in, in you know 2008 and 2009. Uh, 
Yeah, and as far from as far as I'm concerned, he's ahead of Harrison. Uh, I mean, number one because he's, he's a good bloke. But the thing for me is that you look at you look at TJ Watt, right? Well, he's had his four seasons in the league. Started out his rookie year seven sacks, then came out with thirteen sacks. Then in 2019 came out with 14 and a half, and then last year got his 15. Right? Massive improvement as you see year on year. Same thing, tackles for a loss. 10, 12, 14, and then 23 last season. So improvement on tackles for loss, sacks. Quarterback hits, 13 rookie year, 12 second, uh, sorry, 10, yeah, 13 uh, rookie year, 21 second year, 36 in his third year, 41 in his fourth year. There's consistent improvement. The other thing about him too is that he's, apart from 2018, he's averaged seven or more pass defenses each year too. So he's he's really got this versatility. He's got four interceptions in his career as well. You know, that's not too bad for an outside linebacker less than five years. You see continued improvement with TJ Watt. And this is the thing that I think separates some players and, and you know, particularly with these elite players, is there's players that will get to 10 or 12 sacks, right? And that's not the majority of outside linebackers. That might be 10, 10 to 15% of linebackers. But... There's the guys that then go, how do I get better? And that's the thing I love about TJ. What is the production that he's had now, you might expect for an outside linebacker in years, you know, six and seven, you know, when they've got, we talked about it a little bit earlier about when they, you know, they learn the the tricks of the trade. So that's what I really love about TJ. What is that he's committed to continually improving, you know, and, and this is where it'd be easy to say, oh, he might have a down year or what have you. But I just think the impact that he makes and, and you've brought him up, it's an interesting one because I, I left him off my list because, you know, talking his contract gets interesting and people have different views on it. But, you know, I just think he's so important for this Steelers defense. He's an absolute hit in terms of a pick, you know. And the other thing, too, is over the last two years, how often is he held? Like the stats I just read out and he's yeah. held the majority of the time and it's not called. So, yeah, I, I mean, if I were him, I'd be going in every press conference going, this game, I was held this number of times that the defensive, one of the defensive coaches should just count them on his hand and he goes into every press conference and he should make a big deal about it because I think it's completely unfair. The amount that he's held. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I just think it's a travesty. Well, th- this year might be the run that we really have a chance for Super Bowl because look, all the COVID stuff last year, look, it put an, an, uh, a, a stretch on everyone all around the world. And the football wasn't the same. It, the the uh, the you know the identity of the game wasn't the same. There were no fans in the stands. So now having this off season again, imagine TJ coming back into this locker room and saying, "This is my team," and that's what he's going to do. And I think with the pieces around, and like you said with Cam Hayward saying, "We have Minka, we have we have Devin Bush," we still have a really. I think we have a top three defense, um, just because of some of those players and then the, the rookies or the guys like Highsmith will come into it, right? Yeah. But, TJ off the edge. I don't care if he get. I don't care if he gets hurled. Right. He's still like he's going to be up there. Like I. I don't see how he can't get one sack a game. Well, like, it's like got- it was in the BTSC Slack channel. There was a clip that went up of like a four man rush that we had. You know, last year. You the thing about TJ as well is that Highsmith does have pass rush moves. People know that Quincy Roche does too, but I'm not. I'm not even brought up. In that, in those three, those three players, I've not brought up Cam Haywood, Stefan Tuitt, Aluwalu's got something. Bush can rush. Like this is the thing that I want to see from Bush this year. I want to see a couple of sacks from Bush because I know he can rush the 
the quarterback. And I think that that's what's going to be really good in terms of having a Spillane that can drop back there. So, you know, like it doesn't matter if TJ Watt gets held, you know, he's going to, he's going to produce and he's got the, he's got the plays to do it. So uh, I just, I can't wait to see TJ do his thing. I love that we could even rest him this year, a game or two. I still think he's going to break 15 sacks. You know, the one thing that I would like to see, um, and I think it's hard when you're being held because he's just got to try and get to the quarterback, whereas in 2019 he wasn't held as much, is the force fumbles. I'd love to see a few more force fumbles because that that will result in some turnovers. But, yeah, he's just, he's just lights out. But, look, I think that wraps up part one of this week's Steelers touch down under. Stay tuned for part two. We're going to continue with some of these players. We've got some more players on our list to talk through. And, of course, we're going to do Q&A as we always do. If you're on the audio side, side, please flick over to part two. If you're listening live right now, and we're loving everyone tuning in right now, some really great numbers and some great you know, chat going on across Facebook and YouTube, just hold tight for about five, ten seconds, and we'll be right back with you. <laughs> 